If you're able to remain standing, please remain standing. Take your copies of God's Word and turn with me to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, we'll begin our reading at verse 31 and can read through verse 47 our text. Tonight will be verses 37 through 47, but hear now the word of God. It is infallible, it is inerrant, it is God speaking to us, so let us pay close attention. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, the son remains Forever. So the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God endures forever. You may be seated. Last Sunday evening, we began looking at this whole text, and we looked at the first part of it, verses 31 through 36, and we saw last Sunday night what it means to be a child of God. We saw last week that a child of God abides in Jesus and in His Word. That a child of God has been set free from their bondage to sin and Satan And how a child of God knows true freedom in the Son, in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Again, Jesus here is speaking to those who in verse 30 we read, as He was saying these things, many believed in Him. If you had asked these people, did they believe in Jesus? They would have said yes. But as we have already seen in this Gospel, Jesus knows the hearts of all men, especially of those to whom He is speaking to in our text this evening. Jesus knows our hearts. He knows whether or not we truly believe in Him. He knows that the crowd that He is speaking to, that they do not have a love for Him. And therefore, they are not children of God, but of Satan. Last week, we focused on the positive, what it means to be a child of God. Tonight, we see what one looks like if they are a child of Satan. Now, it used to be that Satanists would hide themselves, but they are getting more and more bold in our age, are they not? We have satanic statues going up in state houses around the country, and, and, and they're coming out of the shadows. Children of Satan, they, they hate God. They will do everything they can to try and, and get out from under the rule of God, but yet it's all to no avail. These men that Jesus speak to, they, they hated God as well. And Jesus confronts them here tonight in our text. And so there are three things I want us to see concerning a child of Satan tonight in our text. First of all, a child of Satan may well be part of the covenant community, but not in Christ. Now that is quite scary, isn't it? That a child of Satan can be a part of the church. That's what the covenant community is. We know it as the church. Members of the covenant community are all those who confess faith in Jesus as their Lord and Savior and their children. And the sign of entrance into that community is what? The sign of baptism. Almost all of us who are here tonight, you know, all of us, almost all of us have been baptized. In the church. And Jesus here is speaking to those who are part of that covenant community. They were descendants of Abraham. Jesus says in verse 40, uh, 37, I know that you're all spring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. They were the physical descendants of Abraham. They were a part of the, of the people of God at that time, for God had not yet taken His countenance away from the nation of Israel. They were the ones that should have welcomed Christ with open arms. They were the ones who should have recognized who Jesus was and said, yes, truly, He is the Messiah. They were part of the covenant community by the sign of of circumcision, they took pride in their physical connection with Abraham, but this was as far as they were willing to go. Now that's a very real danger for us as well, to take pride in our spiritual connection. We are a Reformed Presbyterian church. We believe ourselves to be biblical. But if we take pride in our connection with John Calvin or John Knox, 
and not willing to go any further and embrace Christ by faith, it does us no good. We think of our covenant children. Just because our, our children are baptized, given the sign of the covenant, does not mean that this makes them believers in Christ. We do not believe in baptismal regeneration. And so our covenant children, well, they, are, they are required to do something. They are required to do what all of us are required to do. To repent of our sins and put their faith and trust in Jesus for their salvation. Now what if they fail to do this? Well, they are just like those mentioned in our text. They take pride in their connection by way of baptism in the church, but they do not want Christ. And, and we know that in the Old Testament we have an example of this, Jacob and Esau. Both of those men had been circumcised as a child, as an infant. But only one had faith. Now the New Testament tells us why. Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Paul tells us that in Romans 9. God loved Jacob. He chose Jacob from before the foundation of the world. He gave Jacob grace. And Jacob was quite a scoundrel, by the way. If you remember our studies in Genesis, Jacob was not a, a righteous man when God came to him. None of us are. And even after his conversion, he was still kind of a scoundrel. But in the end, Jacob was a, a true member of the covenant community. Esau had the sign of circumcision, but he did not have true faith. And so what does a child of, of Satan that's a part of the covenant community look like? Well, verse 37, the Word of God has no place in him. And Jesus spoke to those of his day saying that they were trying to kill him. And they were because his words found no place in them. They did not believe the words of Christ. They did not receive his claims of being Messiah, of being the anointed, of being the Christ. They rejected that. In verse 38, he says, I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They thought because of their connection to Abraham, they were safe. Spiritually speaking. That that connection was enough. That they did not need to come to Christ in faith. And Jesus tells them in, in verses 39 and 40, as they respond to what he said in verse 38, Abraham is our father. Jesus says, if Abraham were your, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did, but now you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God, this is not what Abraham did. What did Abraham do? He heard of the day of Christ and he rejoiced in that day. He believed. He accounted all the promises that God made him concerning him and his seed, how they would be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. And he believed in those promises and that would have included Jesus. The Bible tells us as he believed, it was accounted to him, reckoned to him as righteousness. Paul tells us that true children of Abraham are not the physical descendants, but the spiritual descendants. All of us who are here tonight who have faith in Christ, we are spiritual descendants. We can say uh, Abraham is our father. 
He is a spiritual father to us. And, and we know that because we have the same faith that Abraham had, the same faith that these folks should have had when they were face to face with Christ, the Messiah, but they did not. They were seeking to kill the anointed one of God. But then the second thing we learn tonight about a child of Satan is this. The, the child of Satan does the work of his father. And Satan is his father. In verse 41, Jesus, is, Jesus said, you are doing the works your father did. Now, they did not like that. Because notice their response. We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. What were they denying there? They were denying the, the birth of Christ. They were denying how, how, how the Lord had been conceived by the Holy Spirit coming upon the Virgin Mary. And it wasn't because Mary was sexually immoral. Remember, that's what Joseph had to deal with when he found out she was with child. And the angel came to him and, and told him the, 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 the thing uh, uh, that Mary was carrying is the very Son of God. Do not put her away. Do not divorce her. And he did not. They still believed that God was their father. Even though they were rejecting the son. They were rejecting the Messiah that God had sent. And Jesus in verse 42 says, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here and I came not of my own accord, but he who sent me. Why do you not understand what I say is because you cannot, you cannot bear to hear my word. Jesus tells them that if they truly had God as their father, they would love him. The same thing he said to us tonight, if God is our father, then we love Christ. If we do not love the Lord Jesus, then we do not know the Father. As J.C. Ryle said, if words mean anything, no man is really a child of God who does not love Jesus Christ. So all those who are denying the gospel tonight in churches around the world, but especially in this nation, who have come up with another gospel, who do not believe it was necessary for Jesus to die on a cross, or that they're even sinners, they have no love for God. They have no love. The Son. Jesus must be loved and revered for He came from God. He is God. He was sent by the Father. And, and, he, and, and as He speaks to them, He says, Why do you not understand? Why do you not understand what I say? They should have been able to understand. They had the Scriptures. They had the Old Testament. They had everything in the Old Testament pointing them to Christ. But the reason they could not understand was because they could not bear to hear His Word. They could not bear to think that Jesus was God. That He was the Anointed and, and the Messiah. Even though the Old Testament clearly teaches us that the Messiah would be God. The Anointed of God. And here he is. And they did not do the works of God, but of Satan. 
Verse 44, you are of your father the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. That one who is a child of Satan, he he does the works of, of Satan. He is a murderer. Satan was a murderer from the very beginning. Now, he did not physically kill our first parents, but, but through his temptation, as they, they, they believed him, who lied to them, instead of God, they died spiritually. He seeks to kill the souls of millions of people through deception, through lies. He can even take the form of an angel of light. Peter warns us of of, of our enemy and Satan, how he is like a a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It is no different today. A child of Satan has no truth in him, for Satan has no truth in him. Now, Satan knows the truth. Do you remember when Jesus put out the demons, the, the legion of demons and the man who was in the cemetery, he would run out naked, he would chain himself, no one could control him, and, and Jesus came. And you remember what the demon said? What do you have to do with us, son of the most high God? Are you here to torture us before our time? They were speaking truth. They knew who Jesus was. They recognized his majesty and his glory. And they knew what, will ha- what w- would happen to them one day And Jesus commanded them and they came out. Now how could he do that? Because he created them. They are his beings. Satan is a created being. We need to get out of our minds what so many believe that God and Satan are equals. They they are not. God created the angels. Satan is a fallen angel. The demons are fallen angels. They they will answer to God. and, And yet Satan is a liar. He lies. He's the father of lies. And so a child of Satan is a serial liar. He does not speak the truth. And so a child of Satan, he does the same works as his father. He's learned them well. He's in bondage. He does those works. He definitely does them inwardly and spiritually. Many times he brings them out physically and outwardly. And then there's a third thing we see tonight concerning a child of Satan is this. A a child of Satan cannot understand God's word. Now, why is that? Well, Jesus says in verse 45, but because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why do you not hear them is that you are not of God. A child of Satan cannot believe because he, has, he does not have the truth of God. Now think of this. Here is the Messiah, the light of the world, the Logos of God, the Word of God, standing in front of them, and they still do not believe in Him. They had all the evidence in the world given to them. But they still did not believe. Why? Because the natural man does not receive the things Of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. 
Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 2.14. One cannot believe in his natural state. Why? He is dead in his sins and trespasses. And that is exactly what a child of Satan is. He is dead. He is in bondage to Satan and his lies. And he needs his soul to be resurrected from the dead. A child of Satan does not believe the truth, even when the truth is staring him in the face. Now we say he cannot believe, but let's be honest, he doesn't want to believe. A child of Satan hates God. A child of Satan is not from God. A child of Satan says that Jesus is not needed. I do not need Christ. I do not need Christ to save me. He has been deceived as these people were deceived and, and refused to believe in Jesus for their salvation. And he will not hear the word of God because he is not from God. Now, God, God is the creator of all men, but he's the father of his elect. He's the father, the father of believers. And all men will stand before Christ at the last day, give an account of, of their lives before that same Christ that they are now rejecting tonight in our text. And a child uh, of Satan, as Jesus tells us here, will try to convict Jesus of some sin. They've already tried that in our text. We are not, or we're not born of sexual morality. When they said that, they were saying Jesus was a sinner as well because if that had been the case and he had two human parents, then he would have had the sin nature as we have. They refuse to listen to Jesus. They refuse to believe in him because they're not from God and that will be to their demise. And so as we think of all of this, what application? And again, we, we ask the same question we asked last week. Whose child are you tonight? There's only one or two, op of two options. Either you're a child of God or a child of Satan. If you're not in Christ tonight, if you do not have faith in the Lord Jesus, then you are not a child of God. Now, if you are a child of God, then thank God tonight for saving you and releasing you from your bondage. For setting you free. But if you are not and you are following your father, Satan, then know that this very moment you are condemned before the holy God that sent his son to save sinners. You may even claim to know God, but you hate the son. To love God, you must love the son and believe in him and him alone for your salvation. If you do not, then God is not your father. Satan is and God is your judge. And one day you will be judged. And you will have no mediators to stand with you. You will stand there in your sins. And God will rightly condemn you. If you're a child of Satan, is there any hope for you this evening? Well, the answer is both no and yes. In one way, the answer is no. If you refuse to love the Son, then you have no part with the Father. If you refuse to believe in Christ, 
then you have no part with God. In and of yourself, without Christ, there's no hope for you in this life or the next. A child of Satan is enslaved and he cannot change his nature by his own power. That's the bad news. You may say tonight, well, I want to change. I, I want to be different. Well, you can't do it. But there's also a yes to that question as well. Your hope is in the sovereign power of God in salvation. All of us who are in Christ tonight, we were called away from Satan to Christ. God showed us our sin. He showed us our bondage. He revealed to us that we could do nothing to save ourselves. And in His grace and mercy and by His Holy Spirit, He changed us from the inside out. He changed our hearts. And we heard the call of the gospel. And we responded with that changed heart to that call. We responded in faith as we turned from our sins. And away from our father Satan to our new father God. You see Christ and Christ alone can free us from our bondage. And God by his Holy Spirit he does that for those whom the father loves and chose. At exactly the right timing of God he will call his elect out of their bondage. Into faith. In Christ. And so Jesus Christ, very God and very man, the one who came to die on the cross for all of those whom God calls to himself. So you hear that. And, and then we ask the question, then what are we to do? Well, it's very simple. The same thing Peter said to the crowd as they were cut to the heart as he preached concerning the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. The death and resurrection of Christ had not happened that far in the past. And many of them in that crowd had been guilty. And they were cut to the heart. What must we do? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. If God is calling you tonight, that is exactly what you must do and you will do if God is calling you by His Spirit. The grace of God is irresistible for His people. You must repent of all of your sins. You must turn from your sins. You must see that you are the sinner and not Christ. That you're the one in need of being saved. And redeemed. And then you must turn to the only one who can, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And you believe in him as your Lord and Savior. And as you do that, you then stop doing the works of Satan, your old father. Because as you come to Christ in faith, as you come repenting of your sins, then you have a new father by way of adoption. And that is God. And He receives you and welcomes you into His family. And so what are you to do tonight? You're, you are to come to Christ. Do not remain in your bondage, but come to the Son. As we heard last week, if you come to Christ, who is the Son, He will set you free. When He sets you free, you will be free. Your spirit will be free. You will be free from the bondage you were in to sin and to Satan 
and you will be set free in the Son. Now how can that be? How can a just and holy God forgive sinners such as ourselves? How, how can a just and holy God forgive children of Satan? Well, that is set before us tonight in the Lord's Supper. He can do that because Christ paid the penalty in full for us. Every time we come to partake of the Lord's Supper, we are reminded of what Jesus did on our behalf. How His body was broken for us. His blood shed for us so that we might have life. So that we might have a new Father, God. And we will love God the Father as we love God the Son. And so as we come to the table, if we are in Christ, we come with thankful hearts. We come <coughs> rejoicing in the grace and mercy of God. We come rejoicing because by the grace of God and the Spirit of God, we are now of God. And we are now able to hear the words of God. May God add His blessing to the reading, hearing, and preaching of His Word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank You for Your Word tonight. And even though we must ask ourselves whose child are we, we pray that we would be able to give the answer that leads to life. That we are Your child. We are Your children. Oh Lord, I pray for any who may be here now still in bondage that you, by way of your Spirit, you would set them free as you have set so many of us free who are here tonight. Set us free through the Son. Set them free and release them from their bondage to their sin, that natural bondage that they came into the world with. Oh Lord, bring them to Christ this evening. As we come to the table, may we come in faith. May we come thanking you and trusting in Jesus and Him alone for our salvation. And may this ordinance that you have left with your church be a means of grace to us this evening. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.